Welcome to Kohler Mania. Thank you for joining us today. We are excited as always to have the blessed opportunity to talk with you today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started. I am Tanya. I'm Michael. And today we're going to tackle a topic that's really not discussed as much, but spiritual warfare. How do we handle it? What is it? All of these things that Christians experience. And when we become believers in Jesus Christ and we are following him wholeheartedly, don't be surprised that you may encounter a lot of opposition and the opposition can be uh, in various forms. It could come through family. It can come through friends. It can come through work. It can come even in church. I mean, there's just so many opportunities where the enemy seeks to devour, as Peter says, those who are walking righteously. Jesus did not say that we would have an easy time here. He didn't say that, you know, everything's going to be okay when you accept me and you'll never have spiritual warfare. Paul talks a lot about this spiritual warfare. So we want to have the opportunity today to just kind of give a little background about what spiritual warfare is and how do we combat it? It is real. So it's something to be taken very seriously. And we always need to be prayerful of people who pray. And that is definitely the beginning where we get started to combat a lot of these oppositions that come from the enemy. So Michael, can you give us just a little background on what spiritual warfare is? Yes. And a lot of times we forget about that there's a spiritual realm out there. We, the leading philosophical thinking of the day right now in our culture is materialism and naturalism, that the natural world is all there is, that there is no spiritual realm. But that's totally contrary to what the Bible says. If you look at Ephesians 6, 10 through 17, it says, be strong in the Lord and in his might, put on the full armor of God mm-hmm. so that you can take your stand against the devil's mm-hmm. schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers authorities, powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Put on the full armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes ready to spread the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, to withstand the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, this armor is a spiritual armor. Mm-hmm. So we are to put on that spiritual armor in order to fight that spiritual battle. First Peter 5, 8 says, be sober and vigilant. In other words, be ready and on guard because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. And I love the examples of the spiritual warfare in the Bible. Some of my favorites are in Daniel 10, where the Son of Man came to Daniel in a vision and said he heard his prayer, but was delayed because the, quote, Prince of Persia held him up 21 days until Michael, one of the chief princes, in other words, one of the archangels, came to help. Here we're seeing a, a spiritual battle going on in the background where the Son of Man was held up, had to deal with the Prince of Persia. Who is that? That is a, a demon in, in charge of that territory of Persia. And the Son of Man was held up dealing with him and had to have the archangel Michael to come and take over so he could visit Daniel in a vision. Yeah, I love that about Daniel, that 
is so encouraging because one, we can see that God answers prayer, right? But two, there are spiritual forces out there where is being battled and we can't see it. And you know what? Thank the Lord that we cannot see the spiritual realm before us. One of my favorite passages, when I first started reading the Bible and understanding about spiritual warfare, uh, I was taking a Sunday school class and they were talking about combating the spiritual warfare and it was by Chip Ingram. And I remember just kind of studying through that and he made some funny jokes about like, oh, if you get the flat tire, be a flat tire demon. Don't always suspect that every single thing is spiritual warfare, but be discerning about what the opposition is. And just reading through the Bible, one of my favorite passages that I love and I always think about it is in second Kings when Elijah was talking to his servant. And I love this specifically. He says in second Kings chapter six, 16, he said, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elijah prayed and asked the Lord to open the eyes of the servant that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. If we saw horses of chariots around us and what was going on with the the demons, all the the spiritual realm, I think we would pass out. I think we would have a really difficult time from a human sense on how to deal with this and thank the Lord that he has shielded our eyes to be able to see those things. But in this situation, Elijah wanted his servant to see and have faith that God has victory over all, that God did not leave us without help, and that the armies that we cannot see are fighting against those demonic forces. And so there is a spiritual warfare out there. It may come to you in different areas. And I know we have had several examples as being a married couple where we experience spiritual warfare and we start to begin to question, God, what are we doing? Are we being punished for something? Are we not, you know, our minds, our human minds tend to go down a different route because it's almost like sometimes you just get taken aback. Like you are just uh, confronted and you were shocked because you're like, I can't believe this is happening. What's going on? And, you know, once you have time to digest a lot that's happening to you at that moment, then you begin to understand, okay, we're in a trial right now. We are severely being tested and God allows things for us to experience, to grow our faith. And also the word says that there's nothing that goes in the hand of God that's not approved. Like he approves all things. So he is going to allow it. Like Job, the enemy went to God and asked for permission. Can I afflict your servant Job? The enemy didn't just go straight to him. God knew that Job would have these afflictions and knew that his servant Job would be faithful until the end. And a lot of times 
We are tested. And in those tests, are we going to be faithful? Are we going to be prayerful? Are we going to give up? Are we going to toss our hands up and say, God, you don't help us at all? Are we going to study his word? What are we going to do? How do we react when we are so oppressed? And, you know, Job is such a great example of that. He pressed on no matter what, even the words that were being fed, even by his own wife, were like, curse God and die. And that's even more of a spiritual attack because the enemy is using his wife to say, you know, just give up. God isn't going to do anything. You're going to be oppressed. You've got all these boils and your kids are all dead and everything else. So just give up on life and uh, just curse God because he's just not going to come through. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And so these are testing moments for us. Yeah, I like what you say there, because every time you step out and start walking closer to God, you start leading a Bible study, you start a church, you give a new direction or vision for the church, you start a new direction for your family, you start a family Bible study, you decide to do be more consistent with church, you start volunteering or ministering together as a family, you do any of those things, you better put on the full armor of God because you are going to be attacked. If you are doing nothing for the kingdom, the devil doesn't care what you were doing. Mm -hmm. He can just leave you alone. But Mm -hmm. it's when you step out and you're doing these awesome new things for the kingdom and you're starting a new direction, heading in the right direction in God's way and in his direction, prepare for some spiritual attacks. I like what uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Paul talked about a man being caught up to heaven with visions of the heavenly realm. And Paul said that he could... Boast about him, but worried about boasting about his own revelations. And to keep him from boasting, Paul said he was sent a messenger of Satan. A messenger, that's angelos. In other words, angel. He was sent an angel of Satan, a demon, to torment him, to be a thorn in his flesh. And three times Paul pleaded to God to take it away. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Now there's speculation about what this thorn might be. Some say it was a person that was a thorn in his side. It could have been an illness, maybe his eyesight. In Galatians 6.11, Paul says that he was writing in very large letters in his own hand. So people think that maybe his eyesight was going bad. Whatever manifestation this thorn took, its source was a demon, a messenger, an angelos, an angel of Satan, a demon that was sent to torment him because he had a lot to boast about. He was doing these great things for the kingdom of God, and he was under attack from the spiritual realm. And so don't think that won't happen to any of us if we step out in faith and start doing mighty things for God's kingdom, if we won't take the notice of the spiritual realm and there can be some attacks. But we don't need to fear because the devil is not equal to God. He's not God's co-equal counterpart. He is a fallen angel. And Psalm 8, 5 and Hebrews 2, 7 says that God made man just a little lower than the angels and God is way above us. You know, only God is all present, all knowing and all powerful. We've got the full armor of God with us and we can be brave with that because all that armor is for the front. We don't even have it for the rear. We're not supposed to be in retreat. And God says that he goes before us and is our rear guard in Isaiah 52, 12 and Psalm 34, 7. And that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear 
God and God delivers them. So we've got the spiritual realm and even powerful spiritual realm on our side protecting us. We have the full armor of God. We've got God's angels surrounding us. God himself goes before us and is our rear guard. So we do not have to fear this spiritual realm. We don't do not have to give unequal attention to the spiritual realm and always be obsessed with it and afraid of it. We don't need to be unconcerned about it either. And that's the point that the Bible is making. We need to have a good balance here. Like Tanya, like you said, not not every flat tire is the flat tire demon, but... (laughs) You got to consider if you're on your way to a very important church meeting or some important place to be, maybe it is the flat tire demon <laughs> popping that tire for you. I mean, we've got to be aware that there is a spiritual realm out there and some of the attacks that we're getting from others, you have a Bible study that's just going really great. And then all of a sudden you got somebody who's really unhappy and all they do is they're just like, with Paul, they're just a thorn in your side. They are a messenger from Satan that is just spending all their time doing what they can to make you stop what you were doing. Recognize right then in that moment, you are in a spiritual battle and you need to ask God for help. Um, Just like when the son of man got the help from the archangel Michael to take his place dealing with the prince of Persia. We can ask God for help to send his angels to break those chains and defeat the forces of darkness for us. That's what God is there for. We got angels working for us. We don't have to do that alone. Yeah, I like that uh, because I also think about Judas, right? Judas was with Jesus and the disciples, so all 12 of them together. And there was opposition that came through because what Satan entered Judas. And so at that moment, there is some spiritual warfare that's coming up against. And then you also have the situation with Peter, when Peter said, you cannot endure this and be crucified. Pretty much Jesus was like, get behind me, Satan. You know, these things must happen. The son of man must be crucified. And I'm kind of using my own terms here, but uh, we see different instances Um, you see the devil tempting Jesus. Uh, he tried to tempt him. I mean, there's Jesus in the own flesh was battling spiritual warfare. Isaiah 54, 17 says no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. And if we have God on our side, then, you know, who can be against us as Paul says in Romans eight, and we have experienced spiritual warfare. There's been, situations where, uh, when Michael, I know you endured sickness and we had different situations that happened within our family and we were wondering, Lord, what's happening? What's happening right now? Like what's going on? Um, there's been other instances where I have led youth girls and I remember every single week, Every time I was so pumped, I knew that I was going to talk about these things. And it was, it was so much oppression that day, something would go wrong or I would have to work or there would be a lot of additional demands. And we were talking about some really deep conversations, um, in the book of Peter. And I just remember having such opposition every single week. But after, you know, you just speak the word of God out loud, it would just, 
have, I would have such a deeper peace after teaching and knew that God had led us in this direction. So there's just many situations that we have encountered. And I would say recently we've had several different spiritual battles that have been so oppressing to the point where you just wake up in the middle of the night or even at one in the morning and you're just almost sick, absolutely sick. And you're just like, Lord, I need you. And you're quoting all kinds of verses like, and there's tears streaming down. Just Lord, I know that you have this, the enemy's oppressing me. But I realized even coming through this, uh, as you know, we've experienced some, some deep battles through, um, online ministry. That's a, a lot to deal with as well. And all the other ministries that we're involved in, you know, I just recently was telling you, Michael, that it almost like the Lord just opened my eyes a little bit more. Every single time we come up against a spiritual battle, my flesh caves in. I cave in and I begin to start to think, oh no. And I get upset and it causes me worry and stress, lack of sleep, and I can't think straight. It's become so consuming and I'm fighting the best that I can in my weakness with the word of God. And it's like the enemy has me right then and there because he's brought me down to a very low place where I'm beginning to think it's about me. And I was just talking to you about this the other day that first of all, you know, we remain in prayer, always be prayerful, pray without ceasing, right? That's even if we're under a severe attack, we need to be praying. If I can't just say anything like, Lord, I need help, please, please. That's all I can say right now. But just realizing that it's not about us. If we can take our flesh out of the way, it's not about us. This isn't about us. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake, for they shall be blessed, right? If we're being persecuted because of Jesus, because we have the word of God and we're standing strong, then we are blessed. God says we're blessed. Jesus says we're blessed. His word says we're blessed. And in that, we should take comfort and know this oppression is not against me. It's not against Tanya. It's not against Michael. It's a direct attack against the word of God. We are servants. We are messengers here for the gospel. And I love the word of comfort that is given in first Peter five, eight, after talking about persecution from the devil says in the God of all grace, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I mean, it's a little disconcerting, that first statement, after you have suffered a little while, that sometimes God lets this linger for a little bit, as we see. There's times where we don't understand God's plans, but there's a purpose for some of the persecution and troubles and trials that we're going through. Sometimes we learn the most through our trials. It makes us strong. It grows us. We get a little complacent when things are going well, and God needs to wake us up sometimes. There's other parts in his plan where we may not see in the moment where he's trying to move us from point A to point B, and we haven't been listening, and he needs to just take a job away from us or take this opportunity that at the moment we think is just a horrible persecution. But we realize later when we're looking in the rearview mirror, oh, now I see where God was going with all this. And I love where he says where God himself 
will restore you and make you strong, Mm -hmm. firm, and steadfast. Mm -hmm. God has not forgotten us. He is carrying us the whole way, and he's watching over us and has nothing but good in store for us. And so I take uh, comfort in that. Tanya, as you talked about, we've gone through our Job moments where we both lost jobs at the same time. At the same time, your mother got really sick and lost her job, and we had to support her um, and help her find a, a place to live. And we had all the bunch of other things going on at the same time, like, Lord, what is going on here? Have we gotten off your path? Why are we feel like Job and getting persecuted is just one thing after another. And we went a, a year without a job and just crying to the Lord. But he came through and he pulled us through in some enormous ways. We learned how to trust in him, rely solely on him. And then when we got through it, we were just surprised how much he just protected our finances and our finances were actually in a better place before then all this happened. And we can just celebrate the miracle of him getting us through. So we learned so much through that trial and we love the fact that he protected us and brought us through that. And we would never have that testimony had we not gone through it and be able to help others who are going through similar things that stand fast, stay firm, that God himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And I also want to say that we do have to look at the situation because every spiritual attack or oppression comes to us differently. Like I mentioned, you know, we need to be prayerful. We need to seek the Lord and really determine what could be hindering my relationship with the Lord. Not to say that our relationship is bad, but what is it between us, Lord, that has allowed this oppression that has come upon us? Where in my heart have I let go to where I'm not letting you be controlling Uh, my life. Like, I think these are things where we have to evaluate. And just talking to a really close friend of mine a couple weeks ago, and she asked me, you know, you are going through a trial, but what is it between your heart and the Lord that could have allowed this trial, even though God approves all of it? But what is it that you're trying to learn? What is God teaching you through this trial? So what are you going to learn from it? And what will you do next for it? Like, how will you take care of this? And just really stop taking it personally. And that's one thing that it seems like every single time we go through a spiritual warfare, I learn something small, but then I look back and I see, okay, Lord, obviously I have not grown in this specific area. And this recent trial It took me by surprise and I was really hindered. I almost felt crippled by it. And just in the last week, it's almost like a revelation of the Lord just saying, you know, it's not about you, Tanya. This is about the word. This is about me. And you're my messenger. Remain steadfast. And it was almost like I received a deep confidence in my heart to say, you know what? This is something I should not be losing sleep over. Yes, I recognize what you're doing, enemy, and you're using certain people to combat me. And so I am going to just stand up strong and just brush it off because it's about the Lord. And now we remain in the word and we remain bold by believing and putting on our armor of God. And I think that's really key to recognize that. And 
I am not here to say that I've got it all perfect because obviously I've dealt with spiritual warfare many times. And this last one just took me by surprise again. And I begin to question, oh man, Lord, what are we doing wrong? What's going on? What's happening? What can we do? And it's really not about us. So it's really praying, seeking the Lord, really evaluating our hearts to see what is hindering our relationship, Lord, what's between us that I need to address? My heart, evaluating that heart. And when am I supposed to learn from this? How am I going to grow and be more mature in my walk to understand and learn about spiritual warfare? Because the enemy is studying each one of us where our weaknesses are. And he sends those minions to study us, to see where our weaknesses are and where we fall. So really learn what we're supposed to do here in these situations and how we react. I mean, it's all about memorizing scripture, speaking it out loud, being prayerful, allowing God to evaluate our hearts and really stop taking it personal. Seriously, I just recognized that recently. It's not about me. And I keep saying that We have to stop taking it personal and recognize that the enemy is here to kill and destroy. And especially for walking in the word, like you mentioned, Michael, with any ministry you begin, anything, even if you're teaching your kids the word of God, oppression is coming. So we can't be shocked by that. Yes. And we shouldn't be shocked either by the fact that we can overcome that through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has got our back in every way. What throws a little wrinkle in the mix sometimes is that sometimes we may have a rough time going on because we are off God's path, like what happened to Balaam, where he was going against God's will and wanting to prophesy and curse the Israelites. And so God sent an angel in that case to get in his way and oppose him. And so Sometimes that can happen with us as well. If we're off God's path, things don't go smoothly. And that may be the reason things aren't going smoothly. So we have to be prayerful. We have to be discerning. Are we off God's path? Are we off his will? And that's why things aren't running smoothly and God is trying to get us back on track. Or are we firmly in God's will and his path and we're trying to start a new day and starting Bible studies or or starting a new direction with the church or just starting something new for the Lord. And now we know we're under spiritual attack. So we have to be discerning over that. If we're on God's path, God's got our back. Yes, the Lord has our back. And so this podcast was just to encourage folks that may be experiencing spiritual warfare. We're not getting super deep in the theological aspect of it, but just some tips on how to combat it and really being prayerful through this and just recognizing that opposition will come. The more fervent you are for the Lord, it will come. And so don't be discouraged, be encouraged, and hopefully uh, you have a community that is supportive and like-minded believers that can help you walk through the seasons of life that you have deep oppression. God did not allow us to be alone in this. And one of my favorite quotes in Hebrews 10, 24, 25, where, you know, we are to come together. We are to encourage one another always because the days are evil and the culture is going to combat us. The enemy is going to combat us. 
everything will come up against when we stand for God and when we stand for his word. So we wanted to give you a little encouragement today in how to combat spiritual warfare. So we are grateful for our listeners and we want to just continue to encourage. Check out our Color Mania page on Instagram. Let us know what you think. And we will continue to press on standing on biblical truth and be aware that opposition will come. We are grateful. And until next time. God bless.